welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. As vaccines continue to be rolled out across the country, and a post-holiday surge in cases has led to new lockdowns, meeting planners continue looking for ways to ensure the safety of their in-person events whenever they're able to return. Many hotels, venues, and destinations have introduced specific protocols to mitigate risks for guests, while planners who have held events, however small, have taken a number of additional precautions. But what should a planner do when an attendee to their event tests positive for COVID? I'm Alex Palmer, Deputy Editor for North Star Meetings Group, and today we're going to discuss just that, speaking with Sean Murray, President of Eurofins, a testing laboratory company that provides on-site COVID testing for workplaces as well as corporate events. Here he discusses how his organization responded to this health emergency and how Eurofins is delivering its testing services to the wider meeting and incentive market, including through its partnership with engagement firm ITA Group. Eurofin Scientific is a third-party testing company, and until recently, most people didn't know this industry existed, but it's actually a big industry with a lot of publicly traded companies, including Eurofins, that are basically making sure that what goes uh, into the earth, what goes into our bodies, what comes out of our bodies, like viruses, that, you know, what's there, because you can't really see vitamin D in food, and you can't see toxins in, in water, And then we have a a large group that does clinical testing, which would be things that happen in a healthcare setting. And we were testing for all kinds of other viruses, Zika virus and that sort of a thing before coronavirus came. And then we converted a lot of our labs to to do that. And so today we're doing COVID-19 testing at 20 different spots now in the U.S. and something similar in Europe and then uh, in other parts of the world as well. We are doing a lot of it for, you know, traditional hospital type clinics type settings, the drive throughs that many communities have set up. And then we have a whole program called Safer at Work, which is really meant to kind of put together turnkey packages so people can access testing at their workplace, at meetings, events, those sorts of things. We want to help people bridge from now until things get more, more back to normal. Mm-hmm. Have you done a lot where you're actually conducting the tests at gatherings of, of any size? The answer is yes. And really where it started with is workplace gatherings, congregate settings, schools. And we've got a host of clients. It really started with, if you remember back in March, there were huge outbreaks in uh, meatpacking and some of the other food industries. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can imagine that a, a lunch gathering at a meat plant with 4,000 people looks a lot like a conference, if you will. We started getting contact from hotels and not necessarily for big meetings like they would normally host, but just for their day-to-day operations. So we, we assembled our turnkey operation with including the doctor's order for the tests and the nurses for the sample taking and consultation and then the tests themselves. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Chet Hoganson, who's an executive at ITA Group. And we were just talking casually about, you know, how we were lamenting. We wish that meetings and events would, you know, get back going. And we're both, you know, I think playing it safe and, and very conservative about the, about the COVID-19 crisis. I said, hey, we're, we're now seeing that the companies 
that have these large gatherings who are putting good social distancing practices and mask wearing and are testing are able to do so without having big community spread. And uh, why couldn't you do that at a trade show or at a, at a meeting or an event? And so that's really kind of where this concept came up with ITA Group was if you can have a, a production facility operate safely, you can do a, a meeting. It's a little bit more difficult sometimes if you've got groups that don't know each other, but for sure, corporate meetings, you know, that's almost no different. And especially for one-time events, you can take extra precautions. So the first example was, you know, I, I really wanted to get my team together and we made it optional. The majority of the group was really eager, I think, to, to see eyeball eyeball their friends and colleagues. And so we put together an event at a resort called Madden's Resort, actually up in, in Minnesota. We did testing and then uh, contact tracing. So we actually have some hardware and software that sees who talked to whom. It's like a little pager. Um, it's not even the size of a pager for those who are old enough to remember those, but really the size of a, a credit card type device that you uh, wear outside your pocket. And, and then we had our event with lots of social distancing, plexiglass everywhere, mask wearing whenever congregate. And, and then we made a really strong push to have outdoor settings. So all our meetings were actually done in uh, wedding venues is perfect as long as the weather kind of cooperated where you've got a roof in case there's bad weather and, and, you know, you can set up projectors for, you know, presentations. And then our social activities, we also had outdoor and, and in, in, in this case, the, the weather cooperated, but we had backups in case it didn't. And then at the end, we do one more round of testing and, and then we check, you know, who's, who was positive, who wasn't. And sure enough, in this case, out of 40 odd people, we had one positive. And uh, you never know when you get one. Is it at the beginning of the infection, the end of the infection, the middle? This person happened to have no known symptoms. And uh, we did the contact tracing and offered testing to those who were contacts and uh, had no spread beyond that. And uh, the meeting, I think, went off successfully. So it can definitely be done. That's fascinating. How did you respond when the person was found to have COVID? How does that conversation play out? So the first thing is we always have a physician involved. So there's consultation. We notify the person as the, the employer in this case or the organizer. And we have permission forms set up to make sure that test results can be shared only with, with us. We're still very careful and follow all the HIPAA laws and the, you know, the American with Disabilities Act laws. So we notified the employee, hey, you've got a positive test and offered, you know, any support with consultation from the healthcare setting. And in this case, the person had had no had no uh, symptoms. They had a personal physician. So so at that point, you know, they decided that they would work that out personally. We do offer in other settings the uh, consultation of nurses and doctors should there be positives and, and immediate support is needed. So, so that was with the patient, and that's really a, a closed discussion as you would expect it to be. And then with the contacts, you know, we never let known who was the person that was positive. Again, protecting their privacy, and that's really important. We could share the data with permission with the organizer, but we don't share it with anybody else because healthcare is, especially in the United States, there's a lot of respect as as it should be for the privacy of individuals. But what we did at that point is the first thing we did is we looked at the data. And that's really one of the nice things about these contact tracing devices. And, and this one's made by our, one of our partner organizations called Guard Hat. As we learn about how COVID-19 spreads between passing somebody in the hallway at the grocery store 
it, we actually had a little company softball game in this case outdoors. There's a big difference between passing each other in that setting and sitting next to each other indoors for long periods of time. And, and really that indoor settings, you know, gathered together, talking, singing, those sorts of things, that's really the biggest safeguard you have to have. So that granularity helped a lot. So we had, you know, this person, again, it was an event. They were within six feet of the majority of the people in the group. But the vast majority of that contact was less than the CDC guidance. It was for 30 seconds here, a minute there, passing each other, you know, during the meeting, what have you. But there were a number of people, I think roughly a half dozen, that had longer periods of time together. And what was nice is we could see, was it all at once? Was it interspersed over time? And um, we basically notified people which category they were in. We said, hey, you did have casual contact with this person, we believe. And, you know, the data is not perfect because you still have a signal and you can you, every now and then can lose it. But the data we, we saw was very rich. Hey, you had casual contact with this person. So that would be like less than 10 minutes total. Or you had more concentrated contact with the person. Close contact is, is the terminology we use. And then at that point in an email, we said, hey, we would like to offer you more testing if you would like to just be sure. And again, we can't tell you when it happened or with whom it happened with because we're protecting privacy, but we can tell you that it happened. That's really how, how the notifications began. We also offered phone calls with our experts who could talk through what that means. The virus is as much a psychological thing as it is a, a medical thing. And um, the peace of mind I think the group had, because we also sent an email to those who didn't have contact, said, hey, we, we had a positive at the event. You did not have contact with this person. And that's great peace of mind with, with those who attended the event when they went home. So we look at it, really, I would say, in three different phases, which is the assess, detect, and react. That's Sarah Haynes, Vice President of Event Management at Incentive and Corporate Event Company, ITA Group, which has partnered with Eurofence to provide health safety testing and risk mitigation services for its events. Ultimately, the goal of this is to make people feel more comfortable traveling and you know, especially the people that are in that middle group that may not be at the stage where they're saying, yes, I want to travel for sure. There's so many things out there that hotels and venues and airlines, everybody's putting out all these different protocols. As ITA groups working with our clients, they can look at those protocols and the procedures that hotels that we're looking at have put in place and maybe look to say, yes, you know, we agree. They think they're doing, taking all the necessary precautions. And then they can also go with us if we're going to do, you know, an in-person site inspection or even a virtual site inspection to look at the property and say, here's different ways we can incorporate social distancing or, you know, looking at the agenda of the event. Here are some things that we could put in place that help follow the guidelines in addition to what the hotel is recommending. It's really working in partnership with the hotels or venues that we're using. You're taking the event experience and making sure we can operationalize it without taking away too much from the experience that we want to provide. And then it's taking the testing on site. We can provide COVID-19 testing so that people just can be reassured of, have I interacted with somebody? 
And that's where the contact tracing comes into play as well. So the thought is you would arrive, you'd receive a contact tracing device that it would attach to your name badge. And then if somebody would come back and test positive for COVID-19, we would be aware of who they'd interacted with and for how long to then be able to contact those people. So there's just that reaction. It helps us react. Yeah. Better. And the contact tracing. So that's actually tracking their, their movements and who they're interacting with. I do think that is a positive thing that's coming out of this is a lot of those, that technology that we've been talking about and slowly implementing for years, it's going to speed all of that up. When you're talking about things like doing health testing assessments, how do you address issues around privacy? I think the communication is going to be key in any of this. I mean, communicating what is going, what procedures are going to be implemented before, during, and even after um, an event takes place, different waivers acknowledging what's happening with the data that is captured, all that. So I, I think it just takes some of the stuff that was already happening to a new level, and it's just communicating something that it's, it's something new. And people are going to have questions, but it's all in how we communicate and making sure it's all in the benefit of providing a safe environment for them. This isn't just an on-site person to conduct a COVID test, which is obviously very valuable in itself, but it's also validating the the auditing protocols of the venues themselves, which can vary from one venue to the next. As you were saying, the contact tracing, the, the, the surface testing swabs. So if a group was working with ITA group, they would have different levels of testings that they could decide what would be the best fit for their group? Yeah, we want to absolutely sit down and understand what the objectives of the event, the duration, you know, all of those things and customize a plan that makes sense for that event and that client. Uh, Ideally, you'd want to incorporate all three elements to make sure that you are, you know, looking at it from that full picture of assessing it, detecting, and then reacting to it. There's so many different options out there in the market today. You know, you hear about rapid testing, you hear about the PCR testing, which can take about 24 hours Mm. to get those results back. So that's why you want to think through the timing. You might want to test, depending on the length of the event, closer to arrival, Mm -hmm. or you may test towards the end of the event. And then you they might get the results when they get back. But if we've had the contact tracing devices, we would know somebody tested positive once they went home. Mm-hmm. Um, really, this is just a piece. I mean, we, like several, have created a whole task force to look at what we as a company need to do differently. And we'll start looking at differently with all of you know, how with COVID-19. And so this to me is just a piece of the overall risk management, risk mitigation strategy. The other big positive was we got a lot accomplished and people were ecstatic. The feedback of seeing each other, seeing your colleagues and industry peers and and friends after months of isolation, that, that did a huge boost for our team. So there was a psychological benefit that I think is very real. And uh, to be able to have that positive part and then also have the meeting go off safely and to be able to tell people, hey, 
not only did you do this, but we can at least give you for the majority of the time on your trip, you know, there is travel back and forth. I think that that is a, a big win for the people that are involved. And, you know, we don't talk that much about it as a, as a group that the isolation part that um, is really detrimental, I think, to people psychologically, but also to businesses. And I think we'll see the effects of that longer term. We're all kind of muscling through this period, but most businesses, most people who would go attend a meeting, they work in teams and teams that are truly virtual, you know, they just don't operate the same way as, as the ones that, that can engage in person and, and build relationships. And I think it was good for our group to, to have it. I've told my friends and family about what we pulled off and you got to be careful because you don't want to let your guard down. I mean, that's really what happened with the second wave outbreaks is a lot of us let our guard down. We got tired and, you know, we, we opened up some of the places where you have these super spreader events and, and it was bad news. But that doesn't mean that you can't meet and you can't open up. You just got to do it smart. And, you know, I've been doing this pretty much full time. Would, wouldn't have believed that if you had told me a year ago that I was going to be spending my time this way. But as soon as you really understand kind of what's going on and you have some shots on goal with different settings. We just did a, a professional sports event last week. And so, and then of course, you know, hospitals and healthcare settings and work of all sorts, nursing homes, that once you get a feel for kind of how the virus is contained, you start going, okay, you can do more as long as you do it smart. And, and I think, I think we're going to need more of that. We still have a lot of us thinking, Hey, the vaccine's coming. It's going to come in Q4. But it's not going to be rolled out for a lot longer than that. And so my hope is that that more of us think of smart ways to venture out and, and you know, meet together and meet together safely while we wait for vaccines to really get, get proven, rolled out and uh, get to the level where the virus will start, start to die out on its own. Yeah. And that idea of letting their, your guard down, that's something we've heard from folks that have put on events successfully that... At first, people might arrive, they're very vigilant about being careful, but then as the day goes on, maybe a couple people want to gather at the bar, it's, it's, you kind of do let your guard down. Tools like that contact tracing seem like they would be particularly valuable. Can you describe how those actually work? It basically uses Bluetooth, which all of us have on our phones, and phones actually have some apps like this, but they're not perfect because the Bluetooth antenna in a phone has a different purpose and it's usually in your pocket. And that can cause some, some poor readings. But yeah, what they do is th these devices are numbered. So it's not like, you know, they're wed to you personally. But for an event, you'll attach that person's name to the device. And then the devices ping off each other with Bluetooth. And um, when you get done, there's a, a nice, easy web portal that Guard Hat has set up that you go to. And it literally has, you can imagine like a, a little matrix, if you will, of all the people in one column and then also across the rows. And then there's a time each of them have seen each other and the Bluetooth devices just record the amount of time that they, that they were, you know, within a certain distance. And you can set that. We had set it at six feet. The other really neat thing about these things to your point is, is that people can get lax. And so there's actually a setting on these devices where they will make audible alerts that um, you're violating social distance norms. So we set ours to three feet. If you got within three feet, that, that means you're probably talking. And if you did it for more than, you know, one minute, then it would, uh, there would actually be a audible alarm that would say social distance violated. As the meeting wore on and people go back to the, 
many years of habits they have that it was a constant reminder. And if you took your uh, beeper off, we could see that too. If all of a sudden you're not in contact with anybody, perhaps you're back in your room or, or maybe the beeper went off, but you, you can check that. And in our case, you know, we didn't have any technical challenges. So if there was a one of the contact tracing devices that wasn't making any data, that means something was up. And so, you know, again, it's not perfect. It's not an ankle bracelet. People could get around it, but most people want to act responsibly. There's that management aspect of things that, again, is very difficult because humans are creatures of habit and not creatures of pandemic habit. And what was the response from attendees? How did they respond? And people were really excited to pull off the event. Most people, you know, as soon as you have it go off once, you kind of manage yourself. It's kind of a self-managing. We did a lot of communication at the front end. Hey, this is going to be different. We thought through contingencies. Hey, what happens if a contact tracer doesn't work? What happens if we have a uh, rain or, or showers? Um, how do we do meals? You know, how do we change things up? Do we have, we had Zoom backups for our meetings and we had, you know, box lunches in case there were issues. Even in the, again, we got good fortune with the weather, but, you know, even, even if we didn't, we had ways around that. So I think, I think there was really positive response and a lot of it had to do with just good communication up front. And also, you know, the, the kind of rules, Hey, if, if you um, don't get a test, you're not going to be coming to this event. And I think that right there again is a, okay, this is different type of a reminder. And, and there was no, no big issues with our group. Mm-hmm. Anything else you think should be mentioned about the work that, that you're doing? I think the last thing I'll say is, and, and I have to remind this for people all the time, the testing itself is not very expensive for a big event. And the prices are coming down. We baked that all into our partnership with ITA Group. And it's not like you have to have, you know, six months of planning. You know, for an event, if someone wanted to get started tomorrow, we'd be ready. We got the resources and people to support you. Excellent. Thanks so much, Sean. I appreciate taking the time. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon. 